to the Look to Jesus podcast. I'm Shane Dwyer and today is March 21st, the fifth Sunday of Lent. Today's reflection is based on the Gospel reading for today, John chapter 12, verses 20 to 23. Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Why should the fact that some Greeks have turned up cause Jesus to say, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. What is it about the Greeks? This takes some thinking about and requires that we take the time to put a few ideas in place. You are invited to work your way through what follows as we attempt to address a central question of the Christian faith relevant to the Lenten season. Did Jesus need to die? We begin by noting that today's reading relates to an earlier reading in this series, see the fourth Sunday of Lent. There, Jesus reflected on his imminent suffering and death, where he would be raised up like the bronze serpent in the desert, held aloft so that anyone who was bitten could look on it and be saved. Jesus, by being physically held aloft, i.e. raised up on the cross, becomes the one upon whom anyone can look for salvation. Anyone. That salvation is for all sets the scene for the significance of the Greeks in today's text. Jesus takes their arrival as the sign that God's plan is being fulfilled. The Greeks here represent non-Jewish people who are to be included in God's plan to restore all things in Christ. But why did Jesus have to die to fulfill God's plan? It is an important question and needs to be thought about very carefully. We cannot cover every aspect of redemption theology here, but perhaps we can make a few points to head us in the right direction. It begins with what appears to be a statement of the obvious. We are not God. It seems self-evident until we reflect on the way we behave. Sin is the often unconscious assertion that we are God in our lives and that what we want is more important than living in response to what is true. Every time we do something selfish, destructive, or harmful, etc., we assert that who we are and what we want is of paramount importance. We put ourselves in God's place. It is for this reason we can say that sin participates 
in unreality. For example, a lie is a distortion of the truth. It is unreal. The same can be said of any sin. And this leaves us in a difficult position. Stuck in unreality concerning who we are, and completely unable to do anything about it by ourselves. The only one who can rescue us from the delusion within which we all reside is God, as God is the embodiment and source of all that is true and real. However, unreality is a human problem, not a divine one. This is where Jesus comes in. The only way that God could assist humanity to bridge the gulf between our unreality and the reality that only God expresses is by becoming human and restoring our connection to that which is real, all that is true, good and beautiful. God needs to act in the person of a human being capable of living in such a way that none of the futility of sin and unreality was manifest in him. The self-preoccupation of humanity could only be negated by the complete selflessness of a human being prepared to give his very self to God. The bridge between God and humanity, historically broken by our falling away from living the reality of our being in the image and likeness of God, is restored in the human being who is truly the image and likeness of God. Only in Jesus, true God and true man, could the relationship be restored. God had to do it for us in one like us. Finally, we must recognize Jesus is God. And Jesus' death is something we inflict on God, not God on Him. When we sin, we assert ourselves as God in our lives, and in so doing, we put God to death. We continue to do so each time we fail to live as the image and likeness of God. We see in Jesus that only God can take the death we inflict on him and on ourselves and breathe it into life. Let us pray. God our Saviour, your word is light in our darkness. Your truth enlightens our minds. Draw us into your light that we may walk in your truth this day and always. Amen. And a question for reflection. How do I experience God's love even when I sin? Mm.